21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Hi, Steve. How are you? Today? Hi, Martin. Hi. How are you today? Well, as well as can be expected under the uh, current circumstances, circumstances with everyone yeah. struggling to deal with the isolation of the viruses, forcing everyone to face. Yeah, it's a it's a very specific situation. Yeah. Did you ever experienced uh, a similar situation in your life? No. Oh. Okay, so uh, can you tell us what, what's, what's our topic today? Well, I thought what we would talk about is the Council of Mentors. Mm -hmm. um, what, 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 I mean, uh, what made you want to start the Council of Mentors? So let me uh, just give you the story. Mm -hmm. um, there were a series of events that came together kind of that sparked the uh, creation in the first place. But the backstory, I think, is perhaps worth looking at. And that is um, my experience of having myself been mentored. And the phrase that stays with me and that has been with me since that uh, time when I was mentored by a guy who is my therapist and mentor, Hugh Crawford, mm -hmm. when I was training to uh, become a psychoanalyst, was the phrase, only you can do it, but you can't do it alone. Can you explain a little bit, please? So that means that whilst only I could make the changes I needed to in this particular situation to become more open-hearted rather than in my head uh, as a philosopher. Uh, only I could do it, but I wasn't able to do that alone. I needed to have a mentor. And the reason I did was that it's very hard for you to see your own cognitive bias. That is, things that you just take for granted and don't question unless you get someone to stop you short when you are doing what's called your number, you're doing things that are getting in your own way. And that was the process that we went through in order to release me from these biases to transform, really, my center, where I was coming from, and therefore change my relations with others. What does it mean, the center you came from? Well, I was uh, centered around my head as a uh -huh. philosopher. And now I was, through this process, more centered around my heart, open-heartedness toward others, which enabled me to then practice as a therapist. Did it help you as well? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, before then I was cut off. And as a result of this mentorship, I was more in alignment between my head, my heart, my body, and the spiritual connection that I formed. Okay, so uh, I still 
do not get it completely. What does it mean, council mentors, and what made you so, want to start so that, the council mentors? So, this was the phrase that buzzed through my mind, and when the question came up in a conversation about mentoring, I thought about who do the mentors go to for mentoring, since only you could do it, and as only they could do it, but they can't do it alone. So they need mentors, even though they are themselves mentors. Mm -hmm. And where do they go? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about mm -hmm. then the idea of a peer group of mentors who would provide mentorship for one another. This came out of my experience of uh, peer supervision in the therapy world where I've had over 30 odd years peer supervision with my colleague Leon Redler. And what we do is when we come up against difficult challenges with cases that we're seeing, these people we're seeing who are stuck and how to unstick them, uh, we talk about our cases to one another and then get some feedback. And so that often you help each other on some we, we 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 do supervision, meaning normally when you train in therapy, you get a supervisor until you're ready to go off on your own. But then there's no one there for you when you're a fully fledged practitioner or a senior practitioner, you're training other therapists like I had been. Who do you go to? And so we both being senior training analysts and therapists found that working with each other filled that need that we still both had. Are there and any fact, specific we, goals in the in the process? The goal is to help our clients. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. so okay, I understand. I also thought of the what would Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And Joseph basically has a model that he believes all stories all great stories are modeled after, and it, it, they all have a hero. So if you think of, say, Star Wars, Luke Skywalker had a hero, he was a hero, but at some point they run into obstacles or a dark time where they are kind of feeling lost and they don't know who to turn to. And at that point, often a mentor comes along. In Luke Starwalker's case, Yoda. In Dante, Yoda, yes, the, in, in, in Dante in the Inferno, Virgil. Mm, yeah, sure. So there's a long history of these mentors that crop up when they're most needed at an impasse to help overcome the struggle. And so... That, that's a, a, a second uh, element in the idea behind this Council of Mentors. So, Siv, uh, what would you like to come out of the Council Mentors program? So, I don't have a yet clear vision because I want the people who are in the initial inaugurating group to have a strong influence on the direction that it will go. But... I see two basic things that it could do for the people who are members of it. 
number one, the peer mentoring, group peer mentoring role, and then possibly co-peer mentoring where the members of the group can peer, pair up with another member of the group to establish an informal co-mentorship with each other. But I also see that our mentors in the group probably for the most part are going to be mentoring leaders. And in order to mentor- Excuse me, what, what, uh, what does it mean uh, mentoring leaders? It means that the most of the people who are mentors have clients who are in leadership positions. That's typically what the role of a mentor has been and is in mentoring programs uh, as they are particularly uh, evolved in business settings, corporate settings and other similar settings. And so leaders, mentoring leaders is it's the, the second main output of, apart from peer mentoring and mentoring leaders in my view, has to be mentoring visionary leaders, leaders who can lead in the future. And the difficulty of leading in the future is that the future is going to be highly influenced by technology. Technologies that are exponentially growing and are also technologies that are um, combining. And so the combinations of technologies will accelerate technology and the future even faster than we would imagine. And so as a futurologist, I'm interested in helping people access the um, disruptive nature of these technologies for leaders who are leading organizations. The solution to the problem of leadership in a disruptive organization, in my view, is to provide mentors for the key people in the organization and to, by doing that, release the people's energy by giving each individual a kind of role as what I call an entrepreneur or solopreneur. Entrepreneurs are within the company, solopreneurs move out of the company and found their own companies. And so I'd like to see more leaders and the people who are following them follow the pattern of founding their own individual companies because often the future will eliminate the need for the headaches of large workforces. And often the people who are the go-to people in the future will not be other people to get jobs done. It will be artificial intelligence, AIs. And so learning how to harness AIs for the various roles that would normally have been done by people is one of the key roles for a visionary leader. And how familiar are you with the future concepts? 
Well, as a member of Peter Devandis's, uh Digital Abundance, I've been steeped in the future and reading, and I suggest for everybody to read The Future is Faster Than You Think. I have a pretty good take on the various industries or verticals that are going to be disrupted in the immediate, medium term and long term future. And certainly there isn't anything that we now know that won't be disrupted, but especially uh, education is going to be disrupted, but health uh, and all, all sorts of businesses are going to be disrupted from every uh, angle. Is there a specific holistic approach you use, you have, you developed, you created? I wouldn't necessarily credit myself with having developed my own holistic approach, but I am following a holistic approach that um, instead of thinking so much about expanding and becoming bigger, I believe people need to become smaller so that they're concerned about building a lifestyle first and second a business rather than the other way around. If I experience you well, you combine different fields of expertise in the council mentors program. You as a philo philosopher, as a futurist. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, you as a as a, a a mentee of mine, as somebody I've mentored, has has pretty good idea of what that that's the case. Yeah, that's the case, definitely. That's why I'm asking you. So, if if you can, if you can, if you can explain a little bit more to the to, to the audience that specific holistic approach you have. It's unfortunately a bit of a deeper question than I can go into briefly, uh -huh, because okay. it involves connection with source and universal mind, and that's a topic of its own worth discussing, and alignment with it. However, I would just briefly say that our cognitive biases prevent us from being in alignment with our source and our purpose and our meaning. And only when we're in alignment can we be most productive and most helpful to ourselves and others and do the least harm to ourselves and others. And that is being kind to ourselves and others, which I believe is sanity. Are there any specific exercises in the process? It's a very conversational process and the exchange of, between the person mentoring and the person being mentored uh, always happens kind of suddenly where somebody at the moment restrains from their typical activity because of a interjection of a mentor or an intervention that enables them to better see their bias and become more aware and therefore more able to change and, and move, remove what's getting in their way.
what else could I get with with it? Well, what are, uh, would that be? What would you be looking for? Are you talking about a financial spin on it? Going through your council mentors program, uh, what? Well, it's not benefits? exactly a program, mm -hmm. but it's a, a council or a group who form an autonomous individual collective of people who are mutually involved in agreeing to become peer mentors and in the self-help process. But if one wants to move beyond that, there would be options to go further in developing one's ability to mentor and developing the mentor practice that one is doing if one wants to increase both its effectiveness uh, its reach, its uh, way of touching more lives or having a, a larger impact on the world for the good. Is there a way for working with you one-on-one -on -one as well? There would be. But right now we are starting because the platform in the tribe has come out and this is where the council will take place in the tribe and so we will be a tribe one of the tribes in the tribe as the council of mentor tribe as we move forward into the future more and more demand for mentors is likely in my opinion why there'll be higher demand and the, the reason is that more and more people will be wanting to do self-developed business development and this is something i didn't include that i want to i think include that mentors can follow the learning contract model that i've developed to use to help their clients who want to develop businesses to develop their businesses and the mentors themselves could develop businesses. Can, can, you, can you share with us a little bit more about that? So this was something I did at Antioch University many years ago, back in the day when I was helping humanist psychologists become masters, MAs, and we formed a self-directed a, a, um, self individualized MA program that would enable them using a learning contract to create their own master's program that would help them move forward because many of them were already developed in various different approaches to humanistic psychology but they needed to get a master's degree because of the law required them and so in order to do that they went forward in whatever the fields they did by going outside the university wall so it's a university without walls and chose the top people to whom they were mentored and could learn from and put together their theory and their practice to create a dissertation which often became a book and in the same way now starting a business has some theory behind it in terms of how to get started and start up 
and it also has the practice of implementing. So there's planning and a planning phase and then an implementation phase. It all starts with a goal and a strength that one has to identify a passion and a way then to achieve that passion by instituting value, giving value and solving problems. So giving value and solving problems are the core around which then the businesses of one, as I would envision them, would develop. And what I, what I like very much is you have such a skill sets that you are aware of the context and of and and as well as the future of the context we will develop our businesses well the purpose would be for the future that we want to contribute so that we add something positive to the world and this would be our massive transformative purpose as peter articulates it and of course these businesses even though they may be businesses of one can be exponential and can grow exponentially and become quite um, powerful and uh, generate wealth for all concerned. So let me end with another phrase that my mentor Hugh Crawford spoke of. It wasn't exactly a phrase, but a concept and it has to do with the idea of a sort of smaller is better uh, and his idea is that we have to be able to divert some of the money stream in our direction to divert it then towards good causes and so the purpose of money is enough to have enough and the rest then has to be diverted to good causes. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.